I feel like people will think with pageant girls is that we're just pretty and that we walk and that you're you know it's just a pretty face but I really learned that women in pageantry are a force like they you cannot mess with them not only are they inc incredibly intelligent and stunning but they're also poised and confident Welcome back to another episode of Attractive Mindset. And today's guest already, before the show even started, started dropping knowledge. Just a walking bundle of joy. Since the first day I met her, you know, she's just had really good energy and just lights up the room, any room that she goes into, you know, official. I call her Miss Haiti, you know, Miss Haiti of the world. And I'm gonna let her introduce herself more, Miss mm -hmm. Josie. Hi, everyone. My name is Josie at Josie Lentner, and I am Miss Haiti. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am Miss um, Pan American Haiti 2022, but I'm more than that. I'm also a content creator. I'm a model. I'm an upcoming children's book author. I'm a student. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. And I guess I'm a bundle of joy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Definitely the first high level model we've had on here. Like, you know, just to really just, you know, you have a lot. And just one package. And I really like that about you because your personality just supersedes you. You know, you see you and you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, she's pretty. But you have so many other things going on in your life that are like influential. And that's that's a lot. Don't gas me up. Nah, I mean, hey, it's not even gassing you up. <laughs> no, I've been in my self-love era. So, like, mm. I take any gas. Like, I love it all. I'm like, yes, tell me how amazing I am because I know I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, you do good. And so tell us how you even got into that realm of just being, you know, Miss Pan, Pan America Haiti. Yes. Yes. Um. So... Let me preference by saying I had no idea I was going to be Miss Haiti. This was not like on my path. I never sat there. I mean, I would watch Miss Universe and I would watch girls like growing up and I would just passively say like, oh, I would love to do that. But my family, like we didn't really have the income and my mom didn't have like the desire to let me do that. I remember I tried to do a pageant once and she was like, no, why would you do that? You're not doing that. We don't do that. So... I ended up getting into content creation and modeling, and I always had like a heart for the community because my mom grew up doing, um, my mom raised me doing a lot of active work in the Haitian community. She's a historian, she's an author, um, she helped enact a monument for Haitians that fought in the Revolutionary War. Hmm. So I, my entire life has honestly revolved around my culture as well as like educating people on Haiti's contribution to the Americas. So I've always had a strong force when it comes to being Haitian and like what that means. So I guess it just came hand in hand when I was asked to represent Haiti. And it was something that I didn't think I was gonna be able to do because I had no training. I had no idea what I was doing and pageant walk versus model walk very very different so somebody just randomly saw you walking doing stuff and was just like hey you want to be miss haiti no no that, that would have been amazing but no i um so i partook so i modeled for a haitian carnival company mm -hmm. maybe like two three years ago in 2019 right before the pandemic mm -hmm. and i met who became my current director miss cassandra joseph and she came up to me and she was like when she found out i was haitian she was like who are you? Like, I have to have you do a pageant. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really do pageants. It's not really my thing. And she was like, no, I, I need to know more about you. I want you to do a pageant. Like, I don't care if you do it now or if you do it in the future, you're gonna be my Miss Haiti. Mm. And I actually don't really tell people that story because I feel like 
there's more to like being Miss Haiti than just someone picking you up out of a room and being like, you should do this. So I just let her talk. I let her say she was going to do that. And then a couple years go by and she hit me up like during COVID. And she was like, hey, I have a pageant. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I didn't really get back to her. And then she called me in August of 2021 or 2022. She called me in August of 2022. And she was like, I have a pageant. I'm not taking no for an answer. You're going to do this pageant. You're going to go represent Haiti because I've been seeing everything that you've been doing in terms of work because I ended up, she is one of my clients because mm -hmm. um, I am a, also a licensed financial professional. So I did set mm -hmm. her up for her daughter for things for like college. But I guess she was like, I saw everything that you've been doing. Um, I can tell you're smart. Obviously, you're gorgeous. You've been modeling more. But like, I really think that you have what it takes to be able to be a good representation. So I had a meeting with her and with Vianney Menar, who, who came to be my other national director. And it was really after that meeting that they kind of like signed off on me, that they were like, okay, like we think you can, you'll do well. And I under, I started to learn more about what it would entail to be Miss Haiti, which what they tell you in the beginning, it's never really like that. It's always more. <laughs> It's always more, but it was a it's a beautiful experience, and I'm so happy to have had it. So, for people like me who have no idea what happens in pageants, like what is a pageant, and you know what does it really take to build the character of being Miss Haiti? What is a pageant? I think that's a very good question. Um, well, I guess a pageant is it's a competition, like any other competition. It's a tournament. I my whole family hated me because I would tell them, "I'm like I'm an athlete now. Like this was like <laughs> training for the Olympics. Like I don't care what anyone says. This is a sport because it really is. Like it's it's honestly like a mental and so physical sport. Mm. Um, some of these girls from other big countries like Venezuela, Colombia, they train their girls for pageantry from like four or five years old. Wow. But when you come from a country like Haiti, where we don't really push pageantry, it's not something that's important for us, which completely makes sense because we have other things that we need to be worrying about. But it's not something that we prioritize. We don't always have the proper training or even like the knowledge prior to going to a pageant. So when I went for Miss Pan American, I really want to make it a point to be as prepared as possible. Because one, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. And then two... If I'm going to represent Haiti, like a country that's always under such a negative light, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I was flawless. Like, mm -hmm. there, I, I want there to be nothing bad you could say about me. Um, if I could control it, it was going to be done. So I honestly, everyone who followed me on Instagram probably thought I was crazy. I would go to LA Fitness and I'll go into the multi-purpose fitness room. And I would just work out, like, do my pageant walk for, like, an hour, two hours a day, at least, like, four or five times a week. Um, I would reach out to other previous Miss Hades, ones who did my same pageant, ones who did other pageants, and ask for advice. I would watch, like, pageants, watch interview questions, try to learn how to answer an interview. Those two weeks prior to me leaving for my pageant, if I was in the car, I was listening to pageant questions. Mm. Like I was so prepping. what kind of questions do they ask you? So for every pageant, it's a little different. Typically what happens is you'll have judges interviews and then you'll have like an onstage question. So the judges interviews, they'll ask you a series of questions. But for my pageant, they told us they were only going to ask us one question. They were going to base us, base us based off of that one question, mm. 
which was completely like mind boggling because I feel like they threw me a curveball question. Okay. Like they gave like, I'm not going to say the country. They gave like one of my other contestants, they gave her like, what does beauty mean to you? Which for a pageant <laughs> girl is the easiest question to answer. Yeah. For me, they asked me, if you could be any doctor, what doctor would you be? Wow. And I was like, well, that's loaded because I don't do anything in healthcare. Mm. Like, I I mean, I, yeah, I don't do anything in healthcare. I've gotten grants for like healthcare organizations, but I don't. Like typically, I was surprised that they didn't ask like the doctor of pharmacology that was there uh, that question. They asked me. Mm. <laughs> so they'll ask you like curveball questions to try to just throw you off your game. They'll ask you different questions like if you were the president of your country, what would you do for a day? One interview question I practiced on um, that I was listening to on YouTube, it it said. If you were roommates with Miss Ukraine and Miss Russia, what would you tell them, like both of them, to go back to their countries and say hmm. about the other? What and I was them? like, how do you answer that? That's a very loaded question. So I feel like people will think with pageant girls is that we're just pretty and that we walk and that, you you know, it's just a pretty face, like how you'd see in like Miss Congeniality yeah. or how they make the jokes and the memes out to be. But I really learned that Women in pageantry are a force. Like, they, you cannot mess with them. Not only are they inc incredibly intelligent and stunning, but they're also poised and confident. Like, there's a confidence you get from pageantry that you cannot get anywhere else. Like, I'm a different person. And so, when you say it's like a competition, like, what's the breakdown of the actual competition? Like, how does somebody lose or how does somebody win? Okay, so obviously you win by winning like you know you yeah. come in first place but there's also like placement right because mm -hmm. we people understand that like it's multiple countries it's not like it's like six miss hades going against each other like for me it was 18 countries mm -hmm. um if you go to miss world which is like the largest pageant in the world they have over 180 countries oh wow miss universe is has close to 100 countries so yes it's important to win but when you place that's just as important because it shows that although you didn't come in first place, like we don't always expect you to come in first place. It's very hard, but you still shined out. You still stood out. Um, like for Miss Universe, the top three, which I believe are Miss USA became Miss Universe. And then it was Miss Dominican Republic that was runner up. And I also think Miss Venezuela, they travel together sometimes because they are still in the top three for my pageant specifically. It was really like the top five that mattered because gotcha. we all left home with something. We can't. We left with a title. Although you didn't win, you didn't get the winning title. I'm still like, oh, fourth runner up. Gotcha. And it's it essentially, from what I've seen, it makes it a little bit better for you if you do want to compete at another pageant or if like your country can't hold a pageant for whatever reason, they might pull girls who have placed in other pageants because they've showed their performance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. And so you pretty much, you walk, you ask, you answer questions, look pretty. You look pretty. They pay attention to you too. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. So my pageant was about a week mm -hmm. and I had like, you cannot leave your room with no makeup or you can't, you have to be put together at all times. Mm. 
um, because you don't know who's there. Yeah. And come to find out, like we saw like at who we would find out would be two judges throughout the week and we didn't know they were judges. Sometimes wow. they'll just be walking around. You don't know what they're doing. You always have to like, for me, I believe in treating everyone with kindness and I believe in always just, you know, it's easy for me to be nice. Mm -hmm. So like my directors texted me, they're like, make sure you're nice to old people and young and little kids. I'm like, I'm nice to old people and little kids regardless. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not gonna be extra nice just because like I'm in this new environment. But some girls do have to consciously like check themselves to make sure mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not just snapping on this person for no reason or I'm try I'm not being irritated at this person for no reason because I don't know who they are. Gotcha. Like you're extra careful with who you're speaking to, um, who's watching you. Because they want to see how you interact with people. Mm -hmm. They want to see how you, are you just nice to the judges or are you nice to the person that's serving your food? Mm. Because that plays like an entire role. Like being a beauty queen, it's like you have to be beautiful inside and out. Yep. Okay. Okay. Pageantry. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but that's not all that I am. I feel like I've been in this pageant bubble for like a year. So I'm like, no, you <laughs> definitely. So explain to us like some other parts of you that don't get as much shine as it should. Well, people forget that I'm a content creator. Okay. Yeah. People are always just like, you're a model. You're a model. I'm like, I was a content creator before I was a model. <laughs> what kind of content do you create? So I'm a micro influencer. I create beauty and fashion content primarily on social media. And I also do it for like small clients. Like I have a couple of clients that I just do like user generated content for. Okay. Um, It's definitely like part of the bigger picture, mm. which is me. Okay, and then you said you're you're a licensed finance expert. Yes, yeah, so I'm a licensed financial professional. Okay. I have my series, my Finra series six and sixty three. So, and I also have my life insurance license, my two fifteen. I am straying away from that currently because I just realized I don't necessarily want to work in finance as much mm -hmm. as I do like it. I I've done a lot of financial literacy for the community through it. It's taught me a lot. Like, I feel like no one can, like, I guess, like, put me in a bad deal now. Gotcha. And it's taught me how to understand finances for whatever future business I might want to have. But I definitely don't. I'm not a finance girl. I'm not a finance bro. Mm. I usually when people I tell people and they're like, oh, so can you help me with this? I can give you advice. But technically, I'm not licensed to give you that much advice. I'm not. Gotcha. But it, it's a great it's a great license to have. I've definitely learned a lot through it. Okay, okay. You got a lot of experience. I don't know. I feel like in my head, I'm like, yo, she's like 21 or 22. I'm actually 24. Okay, see? Okay, that's yeah. good. But you look younger, so that's good. Blacks don't crack. No, it don't. It don't. Well, I'm not going to lie. I have this ongoing joke that because I'm half white and I'm very scared for if it starts peeking out as I get older. So I make sure my skincare regimen's on lock. To run us through your skincare regimen. Yeah, because you don't know. I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to sleep and then wake up one day and say, oh, the biracial is popping out. <laughs> okay. So you were born here in Miami or in Haiti? I was born in Germany. Ge yeah. You did tell me this. I you did. You did tell me this. Okay, German and Haitian. So do you speak German? German? What's, so, what's the language? Yes, it's German. Mm -hmm. So my first two languages were French and German when I up until I was about three. And then I emigrated to the States with my mom, who's Haitian. Mm -hmm. So she wanted me to focus on English because it was already like 
I didn't speak until I was like two and a half or three because my mom would only speak French. My dad would speak German. So I was already like linguistically confused. Mm. <laughs> so when I did speak, everyone was like, oh, wow, she speaks. And then when we came to the States, my mom thought that bringing English into that mix would have just been way too much. So she, I wouldn't say dropped them, but just prioritized English. Mm -hmm. And I always retained like an understanding of French because obviously like my mom speaks French primarily mm -hmm. and my family speaks French and Creole, but the German kind of like took a back seat. I can like vaguely understand things when she speaks and I do want to pick it up again. Mm. I actually just started picking up again and then it changed my mind. I said, okay, I have to solidify my French because I speak Creole more. But yeah, that's the language backstory. Mm. So you would speak French, Creole, German, and English. French, German, and English until I was about like four-ish, three or four. And then I dropped... German and French, only really spoke English, understood French, and could kind of like make my way. And then I taught myself Creole because my mom never formally taught it to me. So I would just make connections. When I would hear her speak Creole, mm. I would make the connections with French. And she would say, oh, speaking Creole because we don't want Josephine to understand. Mm. And that made me want to understand it more. Okay. So give me an example of like a sentence in French. And then say that same sentence in like Creole so I can see the difference. Okay, so I'll say the most simple thing. Um, Bonjour, comment ça va? Je m'appelle Josephine. So it's like, good morning, like, or good day, how are you? This is my name. That's French. Versus in French, versus um, Creole is, um, comment nous y est? Non moins c'est Josephine. So, like, how are you doing? My name is Josephine. That was kind of sexier. You know, that, oh, that, the Creole sexier. It is. It, it's I've like, it flows. I haven't I haven't said that either because, <laughs> you know, most stuff I hear in Creole, I'll be like, damn, they angry. They almost like Jamaicans. But, but that flowed very well. Give me, give me another sentence, like a regular everyday sentence, not something, you know, so formal. What my plan? Okay, see there and go go. There is right back. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. Okay. My Creole is absolutely like, I'm not going to lie. Well, no, people, I have to stop being so hard on myself because mm. people told me that my Creole is not that bad. But I think my Creole is horrible, but apparently it's not that bad. For someone who taught themselves, apparently it's not that bad. Okay. Okay. And so before we started this, you were saying things about like, music and that completely blew my mind because i'm like yeah you know do you like kumpa and you're like there's so many other genres to haitian music and i'm like huh i've never really thought about it like haitian music got genres and then it really hit like okay you hear latin music and there's like salsa bachata merengue and i'm like yo there's others wow i felt ignorant no you should not <laughs> feel ignorant because you know what it is you don't know until you know. And it's funny, I was having this conversation with my best friend who's Jamaican yesterday. And she was saying how like, one thing she hates is when people ask her like about Jamaica, but more so like about like Jamaican politics or like mm. random one-off things that she like doesn't necessarily, she's not the most well-versed in because she's like, I understand like this is my culture, but like, why do you, you don't even understand half of anything about Jamaican. You're asking me these one-off questions. And I'm saying all of this to say that she said how people will like almost 
like feel bad because they don't know about Jamaica when they're asking her. And she's always saying like you, there's no reason for you to know about my culture if you're not like you're not from Jamaica. There yeah. are Jamaican kids who don't even know. And it's the same thing with like Haitian culture. It's very like it's just now becoming pop popular. Mm -hmm. Like you're now you see like Haitian actors and different things like the Black Panther's son is Haitian. True. Yes. That's going to be it. That's going to be a revelation. <laughs> that movie is going to be crazy yeah. when it comes out. There's a Haitian restaurant that's about to get a Michelin star. Like there's a bunch of like Haitian cultures coming into the for into the into the center stage right now. So it's amazing that people want to know, but definitely we do not expect you to know about the different kinds of Haitian music. Um Compa is great. I love Compa. It's what you grow up on. It's mm. what our parents listen to. It's, it's like, like that slow. Yeah. But there's so much more Haitian music there. For example, there's like there's Rara, which is more like um, it's more like high tempo. It's like when you get the steel drums, when you get the when you get um, like the pans. Like the, the pans, you get like big trumpets. Like you're going through the streets. Mm. There's Carnaval, which is carnival music. It's a lot more fast paced. It's I wouldn't say it's like soca, okay, but it's I guess that's like a similar thing I could relate it to. But it's it's its own thing. But my favorite kind of Haitian music currently is Rabodai. Rabodai is like Haitian Afro beats, I guess. I'm super interested in hearing what that sounds like. Oh my gosh. So after I'll play you a bunch of Rabodai music because okay. it's so it's so lit. And I um one thing, it's a little controversial, but I've heard it said a lot. A lot Haitian culture, it's as it's one of the closer Caribbean cultures to African culture. Hmm. Because if you think about it, like we freed ourselves in 1804. Hmm. So we were able to maintain a lot more African culture than maybe some of like other Caribbean countries that weren't able to free themselves or get out of occupation until a later date. Mm. Um, even when you think about like Haitian Creole, Haitian dialect, it's French mixed with African dialect, maybe a little bit of Spanish, but it's really, it really goes back to African dialect. Our culture, how we dance, our food, it's very similar to... Um, african like just just the different cultures in that different african countries hmm. like i even saw a video the other day if you look at like congolese music or you listen to congolese music and some congolese food it's very similar to haitian food hmm. and haitians come from the congo we come from nigeria we come from benin that's typically where you can trace us back to okay okay you've ever you've been to haiti of course obviously right? i haven't been since i was really little my mm. mom she's not the, she doesn't really want to go back right now which okay. i can respect but i do want to go soon hopefully in the next couple years mm. i'm hoping next year i can go this time next year i'll be in haiti okay you have your passport yeah i have a haitian passport okay okay so tell us something about like haitian culture that most people really don't know unless they like grow up in it hmm that's a good one. I mean, I feel like I could go through all like the regular regular things. I like to like throw I like to throw people with history facts. Hit them. So like I have a friend, um, <laughs> he's from Chicago. And I was like, you know the founder of Chicago is Haitian, right? And he was like, No, he's not. I was like, Yes, he is. He's like, No, he's not. He had he Googled it in front of me. The founder of Chicago's Haitian. The mm. person who facilitated the Louisiana person the Louisiana purchase was Haitian. Hmm. Haitians fought the Revolutionary War. A Haitian was a general in St. Augustine when it was still a Spanish colony. So I like throwing people with Haitian with Haitian history facts. It was a Haitian that voted that made the last vote for Israel to become a free state. Oh wow. 
So that's something about Haiti that you typically wouldn't know. And so is that just good at Haitian history or was that your favorite subject in school? So I was homeschooled until I was 13 okay. or until I was 12 because my mom did Haitian outreach. Haitian outreach. Yes. What is that? So she wrote a children's book. She did a lot of Haitian art. Okay. So she would essentially like go to different schools and read her children's book and do um, also do like little art lessons on like Haitian history for kids. We would also like drive throughout like just like out, we've gone to Chicago. We've gone to New Orleans, but we drive mostly to like Savannah, Georgia, because that's where Haitians fought in the Revolutionary War mm -hmm. and the siege of Savannah, so the siege of Savannah. Um I was basically just dragged around as like her little mini me at all the Haitian events and all the Haitian parties and all the Haitian cultural events, book fairs. I was not in school. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure that was not that was low key not legal because when I came <laughs> to school, I didn't know anything. Mm. I didn't know geography. I didn't I didn't know what a verb or what an adjective was. I did not know math very well in the sixth grade mm. because my mom like. She was a teacher, but she was really like the best teacher. All I learned was like Haitian history, Haitian culture, Haitian outreach. That that was it. Okay, and so if you know if you decide to have kids one day, what would you would you teach them the same thing like the super you know background to like Haiti and everything like that? One hundred percent. Um, they would be in school. Yeah. Like I would put them in actual <laughs> like school. But they would know their culture. I feel like to know your culture and to know your history is to know yourself. Um, there's so many things that, like, I guess, like, just the way that I am, a lot of it has to do with, like, my culture. Um, even, like, your, like, mannerisms. Like, Haitian people act a certain way. Like, we process things a certain way, just like any country and any culture does. Mm -hmm. So a lot of who I am today is because of where I come from. Gotcha. Okay. And so, you know, going back, I know we're not going to stick you on that subject, but going back towards the pageant, do you feel like you would ever do another pageant again? Oh, I would definitely do another pageant again. So I like suffered for that entire week, but mm. I've come to find out that I'm a very fearless person and I have no problem suffering and enduring. So everyone that I was friends with and even like my family, they saw me go through the pageant. They saw how stressed I was, how tired, how overworked I was. And they were like, okay, but you're done after this, right? Like you're not doing this again. Like they were stern with me mm. until I did it. And then I was like, oh, I could definitely do this again. I think I want to do like Miss Universe. Okay. So that's even bigger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so do you feel like you gained a lot from just that pageant going into something as recent as swim week? Oh my God. I gained so much. Like I said earlier, pageantry gives you this different level of confidence mm -hmm. and I'm a completely different per I'm a completely different person than like who I was prior to my pageant. Um, I'm way more confident. I'm way more, I believe I'm a better speaker. I'm a better speaker because I'm more self-assured than who I am. And like, I had to learn different things. Like for most girls, like they tell you before you go into a pageant, like don't be too friendly. Don't be very vulnerable, but that's what worked for me. So I learned that how I am is just perfect as, as I am. Like I am a vulnerable person. I am an open book. Um, and I feel like, me being that way helps a lot of people. And I think that that even helped me throughout my pageant. So I became more confident in that. 
um obviously you know your pageant training and your pageant walking and you're doing your you have to be so perfect for so long mm -hmm. that when you get to something like swim week a swim walk is nothing because yeah. you've done it a million times you've done it like 20 times at rehearsal every day for like two hours so that's really how it helped me i would say and so now do you feel like that same position of you know skills you attain from pageantry could also hurt you in the sense of like when you're not in the pageant because you know your social life or how you are on social media or what you just generally like as a as a human as a person you know you you don't you don't have to be as perfect you know living every day versus when you get into the pageant so would they use that against you like oh well you're doing this and this or whatever Oh, they will. Mm. Pageantry is tough. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. You thought modeling was bad? Mm. That's like light work. Dealing with models, they're harmless. Dealing with pageant girls, and not even pageant girls, because pageant girls, like, I love my pageant sisters. Like, I talk to Miss Argentina on a regular basis, and she was my roommate. But just the organization and what, like, pageantry can be, it can be a very ruthless um thing i'm not even gonna lie if i have to be so honest i hope my directors don't see this because <laughs> <laughs> it can be like it is like tough like they are harsh in pageantry mm. um but if i'm gonna be honest i'm struggling with that right now because i just came out i still have my title but i want to have fun and mm. i also am freshly single so i want to even have more fun i've just been enjoying my summer <laughs> hot girl summer it, it's it's been a hot girl summer it's and it's gonna it's gonna be a hot girl life honestly right now because okay. i've just been enjoying myself like that's another thing like i don't think i would have left my relationship like going to my pageant also made me realize like what was going wrong in my relationship in terms of like settling mm. so i realized like no like i'm miss haiti like i i mm. deserve more and i also think that i'm capable of more and not just in regards to a relationship but just like I felt as though like I needed to be by myself to achieve the things that I want to achieve. Okay, fellas, y'all hear that? You know, hey, listen, this is Miss Haiti. You can't just approach her no type of way. No, you really can't. If you like DM me and I've never met you, that's not, not going to work. <laughs> so how would you want a guy to approach you? Like, how would you want somebody to court you in this day and age? Mm. Being Miss Haiti now that you have this representation and, you know, just developing more, you know, concern for self, what would be the ideal, you know, hey, I like that. So, okay. So the one thing I think that I want men to understand when it comes to me specifically is... Whatever perception you have of a girl and how she acts and how she moves and how things affect her and how she might react, I want you to just throw that away mm. when it comes to me because I don't pro I don't act I I feel like I move more like a guy. Like I don't like things are not gonna like hurt me or affect me. I don't attach very easily. I detach very quickly. Um and I also don't like beating around the bush like i don't like games because everyone looks at me like they don't believe me but i'm not joking when i say like i'm not crazy i don't argue mm. and i'm extremely like trusting so it's like i will take whatever you give me like i'll believe you and because i'm like that i'm very selective so a couple ways like 
one, like I said, do not DM me if I've never met you and like, don't do that. I like confidence. I'm into, I'm very attracted to confidence and ambition. And I also like men who are very funny. So you just have to be normal. I don't know, like be a normal person. Like I shouldn't know that you like me and like right away. Like obviously you can always tell, but like you shouldn't just step to me on some like I just I like you and you're so pretty and you're just pretty because I'm very scared of men who want to like idolize me because that's the last thing you want is like a pretty girl is someone who's just gonna put you on a shelf like you're pretty because I feel like that's what my ex wanted to do he just wanted to turn me into like a wife a pretty wife mm. and you're gonna be a mom and it's like I don't I want to be all those things but like I'm way more than that and i'm not just gonna sit at home and like wait for you or like be your sidekick that's not i'm not okay. that kind of girl um i hate when men just like stare at you that's gonna throw me off like that's just, <laughs> like, don't stare at me don't stare at me because like you're gonna make me feel awkward and i very rarely feel awkward that is the quickest way to make me uncomfortable um do not give me your phone and ask me for my Instagram. And then when I look, it's like four other girls' Instagrams that you just asked for a prior. Don't do that. Make <laughs> me feel special. Come on. I'm missing. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, and I guess my last thing is just, I don't know, like just be, be honest, be direct and be a man. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I like men, like be a man. <laughs> Okay, Pick up okay. Yourself. And so, do you like, I like how you presented all of that. Do you like more so like have the ideology of, you know, what kind of household? Because you said you're definitely not sitting at home. And I know that's really traditional. I was raised pretty much practically for my adult life by a Haitian woman. And, you know, and, and I love, I love you, Sandra, you know, like that's, uh -huh. that's the traditional way of doing things where, you know, the, the wife stays at home, takes care of the kids and cooks and cleans and the guy goes out and works and everything. You know, how do you feel about that? So if I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you, I have a problem with that because I've seen it turn sour. Mm. Like even for instance, like my own personal story, like my dad was that type of person. Like my dad, I don't even speak to him, but my dad was like, apparently like this super mega rich German guy owned multiple, like, mercedes-benz dealerships and my mom was just like well taken care of like she and she went from being married in another relationship where she was kind of like a housewife she had her son like my older brother and she just was that and then she did that again with my dad and then but with my dad it turned sour because when he realized he didn't want to be with her anymore she, he was the one in control so he he had not only that he had financial control but he had political control so he literally almost got me taken away from her wow so I am very cautious of how, I'm sorry, but like men can just almost like switch up on you like you were nothing. I even know like other stories of like other women. I'm always talking to adults because I've always been the youngest in the room. Like I know multiple women who were, had that role. And then it's like, oh, I got cancer. And then he started cheating with his secretary. And now I have nothing. Or when I speak to women working in finance, oh, like, do you know what, like, what you have? Oh, I don't know. My husband takes care of that. That's a very scary thing. Um, 
like I have no problem. Like when I do love someone, like I, you get all of me. Like I, like I, you have all of me. However, to be in a position where I am 100% financially dependent on you and even like even when you're not 100% financially dependent like you can go out and get a job it's still kind of hard because if I've been a housewife for 12 years who's going to hire me yeah so i just i don't see myself being in that role um i'm also just i like to be in control too much i'm way too ambitious like i just there's so many things that i want to do and like i understand that there are men that could probably help me get there which i'll like accept help but you can't get it done the way I need it to get done. And only I can get this, pull this together the way I want it to be pulled together. So I just, I don't see myself ever being in that role. However, I do, I would love to have like kids and get married. I would love to take like a couple years off and just like let like a guy take care of me. But I just, I don't know. I, maybe I have a problem with men doing things for me. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think I just have a problem. I'm like, I will, I'm a suffer in silence type of person. Mm. Like, I will not ask you for anything. Hmm. That's definitely a Haitian thing. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Haitians I know are like that, you know, and it's, it's cultural because y'all have to deal with a lot on the back end. And it's part of the culture that you just deal with it and move on, you know. And, you know, I definitely learned that from experience with other people, you know, I'm trinidadian jamaican and jamaican so Ooh. you know it's a little mix of all of that stuff in there but i'm from new york i don't rep anything you know i yeah. was born over here yeah it is what it is but uh okay cool i like that so well-rounded individual definitely set your mind on anything that you want to do and so you know what is it that you see yourself doing you know moving forward that you would want to be identified as or for mostly these are loaded questions so you know i'm definitely still figuring myself out if i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you especially because where i am right now is completely different from where i thought i was gonna be last year and where i was last year was completely different from where i thought it was gonna be the year prior and it's just like been like that mm -hmm. and life does this funny thing i've noticed specifically with me where when I say I don't want something or I would never do something, that's usually what gets thrown at me. Mm. So I'm trying to just let life life right now. I'm trying to let life just give me what life wants to give me. I do know that I have a children's book coming out. I do know I want to start my own podcast very soon. So okay. maybe you'll come on my show. Hey, absolutely. Um, I am going into business with a very good friend. So I will be having a business partner. So there will no longer be an I, it will be a we. Hey, okay. So it's just very nice. Um, I do want a gun for Miss Universe. I do. I would love to be on like a reality dating show just for fun, for kicks hmm. and giggles. <laughs> like, reality dating show. I don't know. I, I don't don't take me seriously. I just love <laughs> Love Island. I think that's my problem is that I love that show, Love Island. I would love to be on that show. Okay. But I don't think I'll actually do that. Um, I want to have a swim line. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do too many things. Hmm. So I just want to, I guess. You just want to live. I just want to live and be the brand and be rich and famous. Okay. So whatever gets me there. Rich and famous. Whatever yeah. gets me there doesn't tarnish my personal image. Okay, okay. Or rich is morally wrong. What would you equate as rich and famous? How do you know or when would you feel like you have made it to rich and famous? Um. So 
I feel like no one actually ever really feels like they make it. Mm-hmm. Um, just by like observing other celebrities, like I feel like they never actually feel like they make it. And for me, I have a problem where I do not like sit in my accomplishments. Like I will just like accomplish something and the people around me are like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm like, it's not You're on to the next. Yeah, I'm like, it's never good enough for me. But one thing I will say is that when I feel as though I have full stability and I have full financial freedom to the point where it's like, not so much like, can I like jet around the world, but more so like, can I start this swim line tomorrow? Hmm. That's why I feel like when I'll feel like I made it. When I, in terms of like fame, when I'm getting asked just to cameo in videos, when I'm being asked to be places just because of who I am, hmm. that's when I feel like I've probably made it fame wise. Okay. And I don't mean just like little light things in the community. I'm talking about, so Lee, put me in your next video just because it's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. I have never been into Sway Lee until like this last weekend. I think I just saw him perform and I'm like, yeah, hmm. you fire. Like I, lo- I liked his music prior, but like I wasn't like, I'm not like a Sway Lee fan. Now you are. Yeah. Okay. You just got to have good stage presence and that, that'll do it for me. Okay, fair enough. And so if you had to tell, you know, another aspiring model or young girl or, you know, older individual that, you know, just give advice on three things that they would do or that you would do in just discovering yourself. Because that's what I find. I don't want to say a specific topic, but just in self-discovery. Um, okay, so a couple things are one, please don't please don't lie to yourself. Like, please don't lie to yourself. Like you have to be hundred percent honest with yourself. Like, you have to really 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 be honest with yourself and like the parts of you that you don't like the parts of you that people don't like um like if you've ever been told something that may have hurt you or made you feel defensive try to figure out like why why did that make me feel that way so really do a lot of like internal work like be 100 percent brutally honest with yourself because like for me like I love myself like I think I'm so special but like in the grand scheme of things like I still have an understanding that like I'm not more special than you are because like you are still a person that's here on this earth who has their own journey and you deserve to be a special like it's not a comparison game so I think that's like it's a lot of internal work that has to be done another thing I would say is to just like try everything like try everything out like that's why like I'm all over the place. And sometimes people tell me like that I need to focus more. And I don't necessarily think it's that I need to focus because I am focused on one thing. Like whenever people ask me what I want to do, it's like, oh, I want to be a brand. Mm. I want to be the brand. So all the different things I try and I dip my hand in, they're all like just different stems of like one giant tree, different roots of one giant tree. It's not like I'm over here like I want to go okay, I'm going to go take a cooking lesson so I can be a chef. That has nothing to do with like anything I want to do. So like try everything because at the end of the day, like you are your own authority. Like you have to listen to your gut and your gut's never wrong. That's something I've also learned. My gut is never wrong. So if you want to try something and everyone's telling you don't try it, but your gut's telling you to try it, just do it. Like at the very, at the most you gain something, and like something amazing happens and at the very least like nothing happens but you still gained an experience Mm 
Um, and I guess my third thing is just what I tell everyone, just do it. Like no one's gonna hold your hand. No one's gonna do it with you. Stop waiting around for people to do things with you. Stop waiting around for like your friends to go take pictures with you, your friend to go to a casting with you. Cause when you wait for your friend to go to your casting, you're gonna be late. Mm. And when you wait for your friends to take pictures of you, you're not gonna get your pictures. You're gonna get pictures once a month. Like, don't, do not wait for anything. Like if you have an in or if you can figure out how to do something, like just do it. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, just do it. I, 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 maybe I just like to suffer, but I just put myself through anything. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, that's, that's great. You know, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for definitely coming on here, sharing piece of your story, your experience. And where could people find you out on social media? You can find me on at Josie Lentner on all socials, but I'm primarily on Instagram. That's the best place to find me. Okay. There you have it. You know, we have Miss Pan America swim model, rabble die dancing individual bundle oh. of joy that has come on this show a little ball of sunshine that's why i always wear the sun on me i hey. always wear the sun because my mom calls me sunshine and i was born when the sun was coming up there, when's your birthday december 29th i'm a capricorn okay what are you i'm a cancer july 10th oh you're a day after my brother my brother's the ninth hmm. yeah cancers and capricorns we we get each other we do we do mm. <laughs> well thank you again you know another episode and as we always say we look good we live good life is good talk to us we talk back if you like this episode share it subscribe and see you next time